If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Hi, this is Ed Dollister, and welcome to episode 11 of the IndyCast, your weekly look at Indiana Jones news from around the world. Another week and another stack of indie news, so sit back, slip off your olden 405 boots and relax as we take a look at what's making news in the world of Indiana Jones this week. Dr. Jones, now you must understand that this is all strictly confidential. Huh? I understand. Every clue he followed, every discovery he made. These pages are taken from Professor Jones' diary, Your Highness. Archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. The big news this week is that Chud.com is reporting that the long-awaited trailer for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull will not be appearing on the Super Bowl on February 3rd, but rather the day after Valentine's Day at 12.01am precisely on February the 15th. Chud said that Entertainment Tonight will be teasing the trailer during the show on the 14th, and that Forcecast contributor Mike Barrett contacted Lucasfilm to confirm the news, but of course, they couldn't. So did giving my wife a private viewing of the indie trailer double as a Valentine's Day gift? Now, the people at AintItCoolNews.com have received a possible trailer description for the Indie 4 teaser trailer. Now, this is of course unconfirmed and the details seem kinda sketchy, so I'll read it out, but if you don't want any spoilers, if these are in fact true, maybe for about a minute or so, maybe fast forward. Okay, so here it goes. Word comes across the screen and says, he found the Ark. Then clips from Temple of Doom as it says, he survived the temple. Then clips of the third movie and he saved the grail. Then it shows a clip of a car pulling up and Indiana being thrown from the car. Then it says on May 22nd, he is back. And it shows him picking up his hat and the silhouette of Indiana Jones. Then we cut to the theme song. There's also some shots of uh, a car chase. There's something with a box with Roswell on it. Kate Blanchett's in there. There's an ancient temple. And then uh, Harrison Ford looks up and Shia says, I thought you said you were a teacher. And after two quick scenes where Indiana is punching a guy, cuts back to Harrison and he replies, part time. I think that's pretty cool, that bit. Whether it's true, who knows? I guess we'll find out in a couple of weeks. The official Indiana Jones website has been updated with a behind-the-scenes video look at Indy's bachelor pad with Crystal Skull production designer Guy Hendricks Dias. The apartment is filled with everything you would expect to see in Indy's pad, right down to personal photos of Sala, Marcus, and of course Indy's dad. But who knew during the last crusade at the Canyon of the Crescent Moon, Indy had a chance to whip out his Kodak and take a shot of Henry Sr. Must have been in a deleted scene. Check out indianajones.com for the clip. On February the 3rd, 2008, the Walt Disney Entertainment Company is holding auditions for full-time, part-time and substitute positions for principal stunt actors and tumblers for the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. In particular, Disney's after principal stunt actors to double as Indiana Jones, Marion Ravenwood and the German Mechanic. And they should all have a strong athletic build, be able to demonstrate upper body strength and be prepared to learn a choreographed fight. And the tumblers must be able to demonstrate advanced tumbling passes. All applicants must be 18 years of age or above. Now I've been lucky enough to see the show a few times and have always thought how cool it would be to actually be hired to play Indiana Jones, or at least Indiana Jones' stunt 
stunt double. Well, now's your chance. Plus, with the rumours of an upgrade to some scenes from the Crystal Skull, this looks like it's going to be an awesome opportunity. For more information, visit the show notes for all the links. To mark the DVD release of Family Guy Presents Blue Harvest, a poll of 2,000 film fans commissioned by 20th Century Fox on top movie weapons was taken, and Indy's trusty bullwhip came in at number three. Topping the list was a favourite from our other favourite franchise. No, not the baton from the Police Academy movies, but the lightsaber from Star Wars. Star Wars also saw the number nine entry come in with the Death Star. Indiana Jones, Tote and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. You know how long I've been looking for that? All your life? I was extremely excited to get an email from artist David Rabbit this week, who not only listens to the show, but is one of the artists working on the Topps Indiana Jones Heritage Sketch Card series. David sent in a sample of his work, which looks absolutely fantastic. I've put it up on the Flickr page. Hopefully, in the not-too-distant future, we can get David on the show to chat about his love of indie and working as a professional artist. Thanks again, David, for the email. Speaking of tops, a few uh, episodes ago, I mentioned the Indiana Jones heritage cards, you know, the ones that had the signatures coming from tops, and I called for Harrison to get on board. Well, not that I can say that Mr. Ford is a regular listener to the IndyCast, but I just got news from IndyCast correspondent Mitchell that joining early signature chase cards from Karen Allen, Paul Freeman, and others is Indiana Jones himself, Harrison Ford. And to make this even cooler, if this could get any cooler, there's going to be a limited number amount of chase cards that are also going to feature signatures from Steven Spiel. George Lucas, Frank Marshall, Kathleen Kennedy, Lawrence Kasdan, Kate Capshaw, David Yip, Alfred Molina and Michael Byrne. Boy, tops have really gone above and beyond. And when I say beyond, I mean beyond the grave because they've also got one-to-one cut signature cards featuring departed Raiders actors Denham Elliott and Pat Roach. So start saving now. I've attached a copy of the ad at the IndyCast Flickr page. We all know about Gentle Giant's Indy on his horse statue, but who knew they would come up with a Golden Idol pen holder, Grail Cup paperclip holder, or Ark of the Covenant business card holder? And how come they've missed the obvious, a Sankara stone paperweight? Visit the IndyCast Flickr page for a closer look. ThrowMeTheIdol.com have got another look at an indie snack item getting ready to hit the shelves. This time it's an Indiana Jones Pop-Tart with edible images of Indy's quest printed on them. Now who thinks they should print a little thuggy sacrifice on there and we can recreate your own scenes from Temple of Doom by toasting the little guy? Maybe that's just me. Visit the show notes for a link to the article. The Billings Gazette has an article up on local artist and graphic design teacher Russell Walks, who has the enviable job of creating promotional art for the upcoming barrage of tie-ins around Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for Dr. Pepper, Kellogg's and others. Walks also discusses the secret in capturing Indy's trademark serious look with slight undertones of happiness and the twinkle in Harrison Ford's eye. It's a great read, so visit the show notes for a link to the article. A USA Today blog article has the first look at Taters of the Lost Ark. That's right, Indiana Jones has finally made it into spud form. Joining recent media icons to become spud stars such as Star Wars Darth Tater, the Spud Troopers and Marvel's Spudder-Man, the Indiana Jones version comes with 12 mix and match parts inspired by the Daredevil character, including a jacket, whip and fedora. I've put an image on the IndyCast Flickr page. Thanks to Mitchell and Darren for the links. I will take the book now. What What book? book? You have the diary in your pocket. There are pages torn out of this. This book contained a map. Where are these missing pages? This map. We must have these pages back. 
Over at throwmetheidol.com, they've posted a first look at the cover of the Indy 4 novelization. It features a silhouette of Indy in the background with the foreground belonging to Shia LaBeouf on his motorcycle doing his best Arthur Fonzarelli impersonation. Let's hope he doesn't jump the shark. Check out the show notes for a link to the story. Comic Book Resources spoke with Dark Horse comic scribe John Jackson Miller, who is working on penning the trade paperback adaption of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. While he couldn't say exactly what the story was in the book, he did say it was a fine adventure. Visit the show notes for a link to the full article. Don't worry, this is kids' play. Uh oh. What did you do now, Indy? I think I turned it on. Indiana Jones, the video game. Hey, you cheat, Dr. Jones, you cheat. Games Informer has got a huge preview of Lego Indiana Jones and has revealed that the game will be released on all console, handheld and PC platforms. Also, while the Wii version lets players use the Wii mode as the whip, the DS version allows players to blow out torches and inflate life rafts using the inbuilt microphone. Check out theraider.net for some screenshots. It's today's mail. It's been opened. Dr. Schneider, message from Berlin. We should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Another week, another lot of your great indie tales. First up, an email from James. James writes, Yeah, I can't wait for the new indie, and I'm going to be taking the kids too. Honestly, how can an indie film be bad? It's a popcorn adventure serial, and considering how many scripts they rejected, it must be pretty good. They haven't just jumped at the first chance they got. Anyway, great podcast, and I'm looking forward to the interviews as well. Thanks, James. I'm glad you're liking the show. Well, when you think of what may be your least favourite indie film, it's still going to be a thousand times better than a National Treasure or a Mummy flick, so I think we don't have too much to worry about. Thanks again for the email, James. Next up, we have an email from Brett. Brett writes, Hey, Ed, first of all, let me tell you how much I love the podcast. It's a great companion piece to the Forcecast and a real treat to listen to. But since you asked, I side with George 100% about critics and the media already hating Indy 4. The hype is building, just like with the prequels, and then they'll tear it down once it doesn't meet their expectations. I'm 19, so I pretty much grew up with all the Star Wars films. I love them all, but I do find myself watching the prequels the most. Revenge of the Sith is my favourite movie of all time, and the other five are right behind. The indie films fill in the next three spots on my list. Indie 4 isn't going to meet their expectations, even though it really won't be that much different than the first three once you strip it down. The same way I feel about the prequel and classic Star Wars trilogies. The good thing is that the film critics are, for the most part, totally unimportant elitists who think their opinion about a movie actually matters. I'm predicting that people might just whine, but uh, Indy will still have the biggest box office of the year. Thanks, Brett. I agree that Indy will be the biggest blockbuster of the year, but I think the critics will love it too. I mean, they have to. Kate Blanchett is in it, and they love everything she's in. Thanks for the email. Jovial Jay Shepard wrote in and said, Got a mailing from Archaeology Magazine, an official publication of the Archaeological Institute of America yesterday. Even though they don't mention Indiana Jones, I found it clever that I was getting targeted for this mailing in the year of Indy 4. The editor's letter says that only 1 in 30 of their readers are archaeologists, and of course they have great stories on the Peruvian moque, Chinese emperors, or even what Romans ate for dinner. Interested parties can subscribe at 33 to 36 33rd Street, Long Island, New York, 11106 USA. Sounds like an interesting read. I got a great email from IndyCast listener Mark Martino. Mark writes, My memory of seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark was way back when I was 15, when I wasn't able to drive yet, and trying to get someone to take me to the next biggest town in the suburbs of Chicago was a real pain. 
I finally was able to get my mum, as busy as she was, to take me to the early show on Saturday to see Raiders. When I saw the first 10 minutes, that probably had more action than most films that were currently out. Just blew me away. After that, I was hooked. I waited till the local dollar show got in and I saw it every night that week. And when that run was over, I knew I had to have a hat like Indy, which I bought about a month later in a hat store at the mall. It's the hat that I'm wearing in this pic, which I've added to the Flickr page. So I hope you enjoy the pic and the artwork I've sent along. Till next time, thanks. Well, thank you, Mark. Love the artwork. I used to spend hours trying to draw Indian in his ventures. Perhaps you could do your own set of top sketch cards. I've added all your images and the photo of you with your indie hat to the IndieCast Flickr page. And finally, a quick shout-out to Benjamin. Thanks for the email, and I'm glad you like my indie movie. If you have an indie tale, a new story, or just want to say hi, send me an email at ed at comicgenius.com or you can discuss any of the stories you heard today in the dedicated forums at rebelscum.com. Don't forget, you can also send in your indie-related photos to me and I'll add them to the IndieCast Flickr page at www.flickr, that's F-L-I-C-K-R.com forward slash photos forward slash IndieCast. Well, there you have it, another action-packed show. Don't forget, check out all the show notes for further details on all the stories we covered. And again, special thanks to Dustin, Dan, Jay, Jimmy Mac, Jason, Pete, Mitchell, and everyone at TheForce.net. This is Ed Dollister telling you to remember... If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or Paramount Pictures and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Indiana Jones site can be found at www.indianajones.com. Indiana Jones, all names and sounds, and any other Indiana Jones-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of TheForce.net LLC unless otherwise indicated.